Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. Hello, beautiful. We are here with Instagram Live. I'm also recording this for the podcast. We are doing a live Q&A. So um, I have a bunch of questions that um, have already been submitted. So I'm going to cover those. And then if we have time, I'm going to try to scroll back through. Um, So if you have any questions, we'll try to tackle those. I'm talking fast because we have a lot to get through. So let's start. Okay. So I had a question about excess iron in prenatal vitamins. This is an issue for some prenatals. Um, They just add iron in there. Um, As you guys know, I am a brand ambassador for Seeking Health. Their prenatal, I don't know if the light's going to be very good because it's like a shiny package and it's white, but their prenatal does not come with iron. And Dr. Ben Lynch has done this on purpose because um, some women don't process iron well. Some people or some women do not need extra iron. Um, So it's not in there. Now, how do you know if you need extra iron is you get a blood test from your doctor to check your iron levels. Um, Low iron usually can be associated with fatigue and just feeling really tired and run down. So if that's something that you're dealing with, it's, it's highly likely you're already going to your doctor and discussing these things. So just make sure that they run a blood test with your iron levels um, to get that checked. So that's an easy way to um, get rid of iron in a prenatal is check out Seeking Health. Um, There's lots of links in my posts on Seeking Health to connect with them. Um, Someone someone wants to know how old am I? I'm 38 years old now. I think I'll be 39 at the end of this year. Um, I think I'm around the age where you just start losing track. So I'm just going to stick with those numbers, even if they're wrong. Um, How many kids do I have? I have two beautiful boys. And did I get pregnant naturally? Yes, I had an IVF baby at I think I was... 35 when I got pregnant with him and 36 when I had him um or no 34 and 35 see you just forget these things um but I fell pregnant naturally at the age of 36 nine years I gave birth to him nine years from when we first trying to started trying to conceive so I was 27 fit, healthy, young. I should have had no issues. And I did. I had big issues. And it took me a really long time to figure them out um, because there was no one around talking about, about linking diet, lifestyle, nutrition to fertility, especially with unexplained infertility. I think when you have unexplained infertility, you know, you just look healthy, you're normal, you're fine. And if you don't get pregnant, it's just one of those things. But now the science is coming out and the knowledge that is 100% not one of those things and most unexplained infertility can be explained if we just get down to the root cause of what's going on. So um, my next question was, um, best foods to help you feel full and stay full longer? Um, I think this was like what for me 
what it was because um, as you guys know, I am all about figuring out what you need to do for your body with your foods. That is definitely hands down the number one thing you can do to increase your fertility. Um, to be honest, foods that make me feel full it's just a lot of them. <laughs> so um, obviously protein, getting your protein is going to help you stay full. Um, you have to find your ulti- um, your right amount for you. Um, when I eat salads, um, they're just large salads because you can consume a lot more of that and you are going to need to consume a lot more of that. You know, all the kind of heavy starches that we're Um, starches and carbs that we're trying to avoid um, may seem to fill you up but you know you're burning sugar that it converts into sugar so um, yeah just whole foods if you eat enough of them you find the right balance for you um, is going to make you feel full I used to I know when I first started this I used to snack um, in between meals where now I, um, you guys know I love migrated vegetables for breakfast and eggs, um, avocado, salmon, you know, I can easily make it to lunch without having to like have a snack. So yeah, there's not really a right answer for that one. Um, but it's just eating the right amount for you. Um, let's see. So can adrenal fatigue impact your fertility? So some of you might have heard about adrenal fatigue. It might be a new term that you're just hearing about now. It's not necessarily like a proper medical diagnosis, but your adrenals are your master cortisol hormone function. And when you have adrenal fatigue, which can be from you know, over-exercising, overdoing it, not sleeping, um, all your stressors on your body can overdo your adrenals, and then your cortisol can either go up or it can go down, and then that messes with everything else, all your other hormones. So your adrenals are a part of your endocrine system as well, and your endocrine system is basically top to bottom. It's your penile, your pituitary, your thyroid, your adrenals, your pancreas, and your ovaries. So this is your endocrine system, and it works in like this big, like oval-shaped loop. And they, if one isn't functioning correctly, then it's highly likely the other ones are going to be going out of whack too. So adrenal fatigue, because it's part of the endocrine system and because it is attached to your ovaries and it is controlling a lot of your hormones, it can have a huge impact on your fertility. I think, um, you know, this comes back to people saying, just relax, don't stress, Um, you know, even though we want to punch people in the face when they say that, it's um, really important to take control of our stressors. Because if we don't handle our stress, the stress will handle us. And in a really bad way, they'll win the war. So when we talk about meditation, when we talk about yoga, when we talk about slowing down, saying no to people, 
when we talk about all those things, um, dealing with life stressors, dealing with infertility stressors is really, really important to your overall health, including your fertility health, to do these things because it affects your adrenals. And, um, you know, especially if you're type A or if you're over exercising, I know we have all kind of been taught that exercise is super good for us. Um, and we have to go to the gym and hit it hard to lose weight. Um, while well, the research is really coming out that that is the complete opposite, because if you're putting a lot of pressure on your adrenals, your cortisol is going all over the place, your other hormones are going all over the place, all of a sudden you're gaining weight and you can't lose it, even though you have this perfect diet and you hit the gym. So it's finding a really good balance also um, to support your adrenals. Um, finding the right diet um, is really key to eliminate that stress as well. Um, so this one kind of piggybacks onto the, the odds of conceiving each cycle and what you can do to improve those odds. Now the odds of conceiving for everyone is completely different. It depends on your age, your situation. Um, yeah, so I don't have really a straight answer for that one. And to increase your odds though, no matter who you are, what age you are, what your situation is, is finding the root cause of your issues, of your stressors. So that's, you know, once again, getting back to your diet, figuring out what foods are inflammatory to you, um, dealing with your stress, all life stressors. And then obviously you have you know, your sleep, your sleep is, you know, so important because that's when you detox your day and your body regenerates and is always trying to get into homeostasis so um and then your environmental toxins as well so that's when the dreaded plastic comes in and your body you know wash and shampoos and your makeup and your sprays and your deodorants and all that come into play it's finding a really good balance of what you can eliminate. So the more you can eliminate, the less stress you're going to have on your body. But you obviously want to do it um, that, you know, like a, a slow process if necessary. So you don't stress yourself out um, trying to do all these things. Okay, so other questions that I have. Um, is infertility a normal symptom? So before this live, we were talking about normal health issues on IG stories. And obviously infertility is not normal. Um, we were all made to reproduce. Um, some of us um, definitely didn't get a full set of cards when we were born. <laughs> And, but most of us have all the working equipment and something's just within the body somewhere has kind of pushed our fertility off track. And this includes endometriosis, PCOS, unexplained. Um, you know, we are dealing with issues that are affecting our fertility because people with endometriosis and PCOS can get pregnant. You know, some people don't have any issues and some people have major issues and that's all down to the genetics and how deep your issue is. And then also it comes back to your diet and your lifestyle. You can manage PCOS and endometriosis um, 
you'll never get rid of it. It's something that you're going to have your whole life. But once you figure out the right diet and the right lifestyle for you, you can really manage those symptoms and really increase your odds of getting and staying pregnant. With unexplained infertility, once you figure out, or if you can figure out as much as possible, other issues going on with your body um, and reversing those. So for me, I have um, an overactive immune system due to a leaky gut. Now, I will always forever have that if I eat, eat, eat nightshades or eat a load of gluten or drink loads of alcohol. It's something my body will always, always have. Um, but I've reversed it and I maintain it um, by eating a certain way, by living it, a certain lifestyle. And because I've reversed that, my fertility came back into play. So if you don't know me by now, um, that was my issue for um, almost six years. We did not know what was causing my unexplained infertility. And once we did testing and figured out what the root cause of what was going on, um, I was having fertility issues. I couldn't even get pregnant with the assistance of IVF. And we did three frozen embryo transfers, which resulted in two miscarriages and one beautiful baby boy. So, um, and just to say on a note on that, um, my last frozen embryo transfer, I had the whole shebang. I had the diet, I had the lifestyle, I had the immune suppressing drugs, I had two top quality embryos, and still things didn't work out. So we have to remember that infertility is a super fickle thing and you you know as much as you want to um have it all figured out sometimes we just can't do that sometimes it, you know nature is there and as much as we want to try to control it we just can't we can only do the best we possibly can and i feel really um, passionate that if you do keep going, you do, you know, keep up the diet, the lifestyle, figure out what you need to do, that the end result can be super magical, not only with a child, but your health as well, because you are going to need that <laughs> the rest of your life. Um, so we've got a question about what can you do um, to improve your fertility when you have Hashimoto's? Now, any thyroid condition is an autoimmune issue and um, can definitely have an effect on your fertility because once again, it's part of the endocrine system. And if one of those things is whacked off, then other things can fall into place. Also, thyroid issues is a pretty good sign that your body is under a lot of um, inflammation and basically your body is attacking your thyroid. Um, so we need to once again address why your body is doing that. It's highly likely it's coming from your gut, so leaky gut syndrome. So once again, figuring out what diet you need to do, figuring out all your stressors, your mental emotional issues. And if you've been here long enough, you know it can stem way back into your childhood. Um, early trauma basically stays with us, whether we know it or not, um, and can have a real impact on our subconscious mind. 
So that is um, leading us to self-sabotage. So if you have some limiting beliefs that, from the past and you continue those on, um, it's really easy to just give up on diet and lifestyle, give, give up on changes. So it's really important to um, work on your mental, emotional health to support all the necessary changes that you are going to need to make. Um, so yeah, um, let's see, adrenals, we've done that. Okay, so um, I've got one that, <laughs> What was the one thing that made you feel like you had to take care of your fertility naturally? And this question makes me laugh because obviously I get it a lot and there wasn't one thing. Um, I didn't even believe in diet, nutrition, lifestyle when I decided to do it. I literally was desperate for something to work um, because I still had the unexplained infertility diagnosis. Um, and because I'm maybe so bullheaded that I just refused to believe that there was nothing that I can do. So I was willing to try everything. And so I was obviously still in the conventional way of thinking that IVF was maybe going to fix it or give me an answer. That didn't happen twice. Um, obviously, I did every single tip and trick that Google allowed me to do. I basically took every single fertility supplement out there going, uh, legs in the air, <laughs> you know, everything. So when it was suggested by a good friend that we change up our diet, I didn't, I didn't believe in it, but we, um, yeah, had a failed IVF. I felt like I had already tried everything and anything. So I was willing to just do the diet. Um, so I connected with a coach and he looked into a few different things and suggested basically going paleo. And um, things started to improve. My health started to improve, my moods, you know, like I saw a lot of benefits, but I still wasn't getting pregnant. Um, so we did another round of IVF and we saw proof from the first shambles of an IVF to the second one that the diet um, and a little bit of lifestyle made a huge difference. We went from basically having no viable embryos to five like grade A plus plus embryos. So that was proof enough for me that what I was doing was working. Um, and I kept continually like growing and digging in and going deeper into things because on our second, um, IVF, even though we got these amazing embryos, I didn't even make it to day 28 on that cycle. And it was like pff, mind blowing. Like what does a girl have to do? So we did the immune testing and that came back with a high, um, natural killer cells. And because I was already on this journey of diet and lifestyle, I just dug into more of why, why do I still have that when I have seemingly the most amazing diet and, you know, a pretty good lifestyle. I didn't feel like I was overly stressed. 
And then that's where the autoimmune came from. Um, that's where I learned about leaky gut. That's where I learned more about mindset and you, know, you continue on and on. And that's where you learn about, you know, your limiting beliefs and your subconscious and the trauma that you hold. So it's all this huge snowball effect. It's definitely um, a lot of matrixes like, well, like the blue pill, the red pill, once you decide to even, you know, lick that pill, maybe you don't even swallow it whole, um, you see the amazing benefits and the results that you can get when you dig deep and get into your diet, your lifestyle, and um, start changing things up. So we also talked about, um, you know, the normal health issues, and you saw my list. You know, I had like the IBS, the snotty nose, um, allergies. I had signs of an ulcer. Um, I mean, the list goes on for me. Um, and some people added to that list, and I'm just going to read a few. The endometriosis, the PCOS, um, the tendonitis, asthma, kidney stones, Hashimoto's, backache, the regular or absent periods, and just being put on birth control to solve that issue. Um, I got a comment too that none of these are normal, um, common, but not normal and totally a hundred percent. Um, and that's the point. But the thing is, is that I think as a society, we look at these things as normal and we definitely do not link them to fertility issues. If we're having, um, those fertility issues, you know, we are very much focused on, um, the ovaries and that area and you know even when you have endometriosis, endometriosis and PCOS you know it's very much focused on that area not like what is having an impact on those specific normal health issues um, so it all can be most of the time reverted back to your gut and then also your adrenals and your endocrine system. Those are the two main things that I, as a fertility health coach, look into. Your ovaries um, and your womb are, I, I don't even look at those because I know they're there. I know they're functioning for the most part because you've already had a doctor look at them several times inside and out. Um, so we're looking at the other areas that can have a really big impact on your fertility health and finding ways that you can improve those situations. Um, it's very rare that you cannot improve your normal health issues um, with finding what is the underlying cause of it and how we can support that with the right diet for you. Um, you might need supplementation. I'm not a huge fan of like bombarding people with like 10 different supplements. I truly believe that um, if you get the right diet and do the right lifestyle, you don't need as many supplements. Um, but if you are dealing with a gut issue, say um, a parasite or bacterial overgrowth, you definitely need to address that with supplementation. Um, if you, you know, supplements are there to help ease any symptoms, they're not going to get rid of them. Um, and they might help ease your way through healing. Um, so, 
so yeah, any kind of normal health issues that you're dealing with um, can definitely be improved by figuring it out. I know um, a lot of people with secondary infertility really struggle with this because they got pregnant easily, let's say, um, or didn't think about getting pregnant and there it was, baby. Um, and then all of a sudden, they're dealing with issues that they maybe never thought they were dealing with before because infertility has highlighted, highlighted them. But what happens with secondary infertility is that you um, are on a slow path of decline. We all are, right? If we are not taking care of our health, other than aging, because we're all going to die, but if we're, you know, like really impacting our health through diet, lifestyle, um, you know, we're on this decline. Now, some people like myself, I was there early on, like, I'm pretty sure I was infertile at like 19 years old, like hands down. Um, I'm sure I had high NK cells, probably even in my early teens. Um, but for other people, it doesn't happen until later in life. And this could be after a kid or two. Um, I know I um, spoke with someone who had four kids really early on in life. She was now um, only late 30s and struggling to get pregnant and that was just her systems catching up with her and they were just whacked um, and especially if you have kids already that's just going to add to the other stressors that have been on your body so for all of us no matter where we are it is you know super important to take care of our health in a whole body situation and, you know, we easily get hung up on our lady bits because that's what we're dealing with is fertility. But at the end of the day, we're, it's all connected. Um, you're literally like, what, four feet away from each other, <laughs> you know, like all of your organs, all, everything you need to function is in this small little package. And yet we so easily just dismiss the impact that it can have on other areas of the body. So I hope that um, that has helped sum up a few things for you. Um, if you've had any, you know, lingering, lingering, oh, I can't even say the word, uh, questions about, you know, dealing with your adrenals or dealing with your gut and relating those to fertility. You guys know that I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you want any support or help during these times to really figure out what's going on, if you are like done and dusted with guessing, um, I'm here. There is a waiting list for the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So get on the waiting list. And I know 2020 seems to you know, kind of be branded the shit year of the last like century. <laughs> but let's make this your year to figure out what your fertility issues are and conquer that. So that is me. You guys have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining in and please reach out with any questions. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of Finding Fertility. If you're loving the podcast, please leave us a rating and review. Let us know how this podcast is helping you through your infertility journey. Hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Tuesday for another Closer Today clip.